ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Our phone lines are now open. You can join us on the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Center is made pure. Text line is also open. We do that at 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to get into uh, a few things with you this evening on your drive home. We're going to talk a little bit about what Marshall President Brad D. Smith said. He was speaking to the folks over at D1 Ticker. And he kind of outlined what he's looking for in a new athletic director. So we'll talk about that, the traits that he's looking for. Also, it's going to be interesting this very Sunday between the Bengals and the Browns because we're finding out more of who's in and who's out for the Bengals. And if I had my way, I would sit down every single primary starter for the Bengals. I would sit them down. I wouldn't care about this game whatsoever. You got to play it? So sure, let's play this game. I would not care whatever happened it doesn't matter because I'm getting set for the playoffs where that's what's more important. You can lose this game. No one cares. Bengals fans, sure, you want to win the game. But at the end of the day, if the Bengals sit everyone, do you care? Do you care that the Bengals lose to the Browns? I mean, the Browns aren't exactly going to be 100% either. So we'll talk about who's in, who's out, or at least who's in and who's out at this moment. And there are some key records that could be broken as well for those who remain in. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in as well and your texts. I do want to start out, though, with the news of the day. Marshall University uh, had a pretty good one in Brad Lambert. Also, a, uh, a former head coach at Charlotte was in the running for the Marshall position when Doc Holliday wasn't retained by the university. So he was a candidate. Well, he ends up at Purdue after Coach Huff is hired. So he's no longer on staff. He takes an opportunity with Purdue. Now, Wake Forest has hired him away, and he's going to be a defensive coordinator. He's done a pretty fantastic job. He served as an assistant at Wake Forest from 2001 to 2010. He was the defensive coordinator then. He became the head coach at Charlotte. That was the first-ever head coach at Charlotte, so that was a position for him that he wanted to try to build a program there. That program became a um, FBS team in 2015. That was a program that began competing in the FCS in 2013. Then it comes back to Marshall comes back to Marshall and you had the number two defense in the country and then you go to Purdue and Purdue improves goes nine and four Purdue looked pretty good on defense so now you get back into the swing of things at Wake Forest 
So Wake Forest has picked up a pretty good one there. He was a candidate. He was a serious candidate for the Marshall job. You know, what would Marshall look like right now if Brad Lambert was the head coach? If Brad won the job, if he was the one picked, would Marshall look completely different? I would say defensively it would be different. It would be the same, but it would be different. Of course, we'll never know. We don't know. It's all rumor and speculation at this point. What could have been, what should have been, what went down in that decision. The university decided to go with a, a fresh I don't want to say fresh. It's not as if he started coaching the, the first day he got the Marshall, but you know, went with a, a, a fresh perspective. That's what I'm looking for. Went with a, a new perspective. Someone that has not been in the program previously. And first year, you saw a lot of things change, the way Marshall handles itself. You're looking at a coach that has brought a lot of excitement back to recruiting. Before all of this season happened, recruiting was, okay, it's nice. Marshall did okay. Marshall did all right in recruiting. We'll see what this this lot turns out. We'll see what they look like. Now, I mean, recruiting's 24-7, 365. And, by the way, speaking of recruiting 24-7, uh, Tom Bragg's joining me tomorrow. We're going to talk to him a little bit about recruiting. Obviously, there is a quarterback question that will be answered here in the months and weeks coming up. We won't have that answer today, obviously, but we'll talk to Tom. That's coming up tomorrow. So congratulations, Wake Forest hiring Purdue's Brad Lambert. He's going to serve as defensive coordinator. And then, uh, interesting note, I saw this from Conference USA earlier. I thought it was worthy of mentioning Savannah Wheeler, Marshall University basketball standout. Uh, she is a recipient of the Go Teach Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. She is pursuing a degree in education, and she has received a $2,500 tuition grant. So congratulations to her. Her career after Marshall basketball, more than likely, will not be on the basketball court as, again, not that many opportunities for women past college when it comes to sports. you got the WNBA, but still, and the opportunities are not as vast. There are more opportunities for men in college basketball circles. I mean, afterwards, you can go to the D League, you can go to the NBA, there's basketball overseas. So plenty of opportunities for basketball if you're a college athlete on the men's side. On the women's side, it's growing, but it's not there just yet. So uh, congratulations to Savannah Wheeler uh, pursuing her degree in education, receiving that 2500 tuition grant. And that's the details I've got from Conference USA. Uh, I don't know if there will be uh, more of those announcements coming out. Uh, it looked like when I was looking at the Conference USA info earlier, these were uh, these were female athletes in Conference USA. I don't know if there is a uh, component that is uh, separate for the men or if it was just happenstance that all of these were female athletes. Again, I, I saw Savannah when I looked at the the note earlier from Conference USA, and I looked at a few of the names, and you know, I was primarily looking to see, you know, where's the Marshall representation on this list? All right, we're going to get your phone calls in. It's a one-man show for me, so I'll be answering your calls during the break 
at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, the text line is open, and we're going to read your text. You can join us anytime on text at 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We'll talk a little Bengals with you when we continue the Bengals Another award coming the way of Cincinnati. We'll talk about that. Who's in, who's out for the Bengals. We'll break that down with you. All of that's coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our text line is open, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. The phone line is also there for you. And remember, I'm a little uh, I'm a little short-handed today, so if you can call me during commercial breaks, that will guarantee you get on the program. That is what my next caller identified himself as, Bengals Jr. He did that. He is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. What is happening? I just want to wish you a who day, and uh, what would it take to get a bingo home game in the playoffs? They've got it. Won the AFC North, so the Bengals will be one of the top four seeds. There's even a shot of them being one seed. A lot of things have got to happen, but yes. they will have a home game because – they will host the uh, the division winners will be locked in the first four seeds with the overall number one seed going to the team with the best record and the teams that qualify not winning the division will be road teams so the Bengals would have minimum one game at home so winning the division you get a home game and they need it Another question is, uh, who's your uh, favorite for a national championship in football? You know, Georgia is the favorite. Alabama comes in as the underdog, so automatically i got to take Alabama because they they (laughs) seem to like the underdog role. You know Nick Saban's already telling them about the rat poison and, and all of those coaching cliches that you can pull up here they're going to probably come in disrespected they already handled georgia once but i'll tell you what georgia looked really good against michigan so i want to say georgia my head's telling me alabama but i want to say georgia uh i want to say georgia too but my heart says georgia but my head says alabama for some odd reason, I don't want to see Alabama in there because, I mean, Alabama's in there, but they've uh, they've won too much. Give Georgia a chance to win the national championship. <laughs> now, now, if you were an Alabama fan, would you take to the notion that Alabama has won too much? I mean, if you're a fan of a team and everyone says you've won too much, you know, how do you respond to that? I'm talking about national championships. Right, and I agree. That's uh, that's something that if Marshall could win the national championship every year, and for a while we were hoping when Marshall was in then 1AA in the FCS level, 
you know, every year the Marshall would win the national championship. I'm sure there were a lot of teams that were going, yeah, Marshall wins too much. A lot of fans going, Marshall wins too much. And as Marshall uh, fans, we were probably like, we don't care. Alabama oh, fans probably yeah. are like, we don't care. We'll win it again. That could be the policy. True. That's true. But at, at the same time, I, I like your point because I like to see a different team. However, Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams right now. So one of them's got to win. It's going to be an SEC team. Cincinnati gave it its best shot, however, wasn't good enough. Michigan, I don't even know what Michigan was doing. Georgia was just Georgia was just way better. Yeah. I mean, l- let me get this straight. Michigan beat Ohio State, and that's the effort we got. Seriously? What? I was going to say, Michigan beat Ohio State, and then that's the effort we got against Georgia. I, mean, I think Ohio State would have put up a better fight. I hate yeah. to say that, too, but Ohio State would have put up a better fight. Even though Ohio State fell behind, you felt like Ohio State was going to come back anyway. Yeah, because they definitely are a team that can do that. And it's funny that yeah. their bowl game had higher ratings. I mean, it wasn't drastic. We're not talking tens of millions here, but their bowl game had higher ratings than the college football playoff. Now, I've seen it reported differently, but some of the numbers I've seen says that Ohio State had a higher rated bowl game, but then some of the numbers I've seen from ESPN PR pointing out how good that the college football playoffs were still down compared to where it's been up from where it was last season. So many numbers here, but I just thought it was funny. Ohio State in a game that did not matter on New Year's Day, seem to have as good, if not better, ratings than the two playoff games. And I don't know if that's date or if that's a matchup. All right. I will uh, be rooting for the Bengals Sunday and through the playoffs, and we will talk to you later. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the phone call. You can join the program anytime at 304 523 2275. That is our text line, 304-523-2275. You can also be a part of the program toll-free on the White Claw phone line at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Texter writes, PR people lie. Well, that's their job. Public relations, PR people lie. That's good text. Uh Texter writes, did Pruitt win too much? And the answer is, no, he didn't win enough. Come on. That's always the answer. He didn't win enough. It's always the answer. You can win championships, then fans are going to say, well, you didn't win them by large enough amounts of points here. You didn't put enough points on the." Honestly, you might not remember this. I do. There were people complaining back in the old golden days of Marshall football that Marshall wasn't putting enough points on the board. Seriously. That Marshall wasn't blowing teams out. Now, I know we were back in the BCS days, and you thought, okay, you got to put a lot of points on the board here. you gotta, you got to blow teams out, but... If Marshall wins, it's not enough. If Marshall scores and wins by 10, it should have been 20. 
mean, it's always going to be something else. But even in Bob Pruitt, I'm sure, in some fans' mind, didn't win enough. But you won multiple bowl games under Doc Holliday. You push for more. You you win a couple of national championships. You push for more. One under Pruitt, one under Donnan. You get into the Mid-American Conference. You win several bowl games while you're in the Mid-American Conference. Then you push for more. You jump into Conference USA. You have terrible years. Then you get Doc Holliday. He wins several bowl games, gets the team back into bowl contention on a yearly basis, wins several games. Then you're not winning enough Conference USA championships. So it's always something. I can take a look at any coach, and we can be pretty mean-spirited about whatever their character flaw was. You didn't win enough championships. You didn't win big enough. You didn't win enough bowl games. You know, there's something always for any coach, not just at Marshall. All right, the phone numbers, again, as we get to the break, text line 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. I promise you we're going to break down what the Bengals – are looking at as far as a few records that can be broken. Who's in and out for the Bengals? We'll get to that. We'll also talk about Brad D. Smith. He spoke to D1 Ticker. One thing that I wrote down that he talked about, what he is looking for, the traits he's looking for, and a new athletic director. So we'll talk about all of that. Get your feedback as we continue with today's edition of The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're still taking your text at 304-523-2275 and our White Claw phone lines this hour, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Feels good to be a Bengals fan, doesn't it? The Bengals are going to the playoffs, going to be hosting a first-round game. Tickets are pretty near impossible to get right now. I think they opened up a few this morning. I got the word. They opened up a few. I saw the prices on the tickets, and I thought, I'm going to have to ask Mr. Kurtner, the boss, for a raise if I'm going to be able to afford that. And so I knew what would happen. He would say no. I would not get to go see the Bengals game. So I'll be kicking back, watching it with you and the playoffs and, of course, listening to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Speaking of the Bengals, Jamar Chase named AFC Offensive Player of the Week after the 34-31 win over the Kansas City Chiefs to the dismay of Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. 
The victory, of course, clinching the AFC North Division title for the Bengals. Sunday, he had 11 catches for 266 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Touchdowns that were 72 yards, 18 yards, and 69 yards. His receiving yardage total was a Bengals single-game record, an NFL rookie record, and the highest in the NFL this season. His 14... Is this number right? 1,429. That's how many receiving yards he has. 1,429 receiving yards, second most in Bengals history and the most by an NFL rookie in the Super Bowl era since 1966. And, of course, he's starting to rack up the awards. Jamar Chase now third weekly and or monthly award this season. He was NFL Rookie of the Month for September and AFC Offensive Player of the Week in Week 7. He got um, he got that award. He he had only 201 receiving yards and a touchdown in Cincinnati's 41-17 win at Baltimore. Jamar Chase right now. First rookie ever and fifth player again in the Super Bowl era to record multiple games with at least 200 receiving yards in a single season. Who else did it? Well, you got Pro Football Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson. And back in 1968, Don Maynard. Josh Gordon did it in the 13 season. Also, Alshon Jeffrey in the uh, 13 season. The Bengals. Just to tell you how legit they are, at least they're getting respect. The Bengals have combined as a team to win nine weekly and or monthly awards this season. Joe Burrow was AFC Player of the Week for weeks 14 and 16 on offense. Chase, of course, week 7 and 17 on offense. Kicker Evan McPherson got it for weeks 1 and 11 on special teams. And Joe Mixon, week 12 on the offensive side. Chase also won NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for September. Don't forget that. And McPherson won AFC Special Teams Player of the Month for December. Now, rookie records. Jamar Chase needs 44 reception yards to break the rookie record. So he needs 44 yards. He needs to receive that ball in the air one time and go 44 yards, and then we'll sit him. Joe Mixon might not be able to break the Bengals' record. This is a team rushing record. He needs three yards rushing to break the Bengals' record. However, he's on the reserve COVID-19 list right now. So Joe Mixon looks like out unless he can recover. Defensive tackle B.J. Hill also on that list. So the out list includes those two. Now, keeping up with the records, team receiving records. Jamar Chase needs 12 more yards to break the Bengals' record. And Joe Mixon, and again, I don't know if he can get this. We'll see what his status is for Sunday. Right now he's on the COVID-19 list, reserve COVID-19 list. Joe Mixon needs two touchdowns to break the Bengals' record. 
Pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Now, how is this all going to happen when, if you're the Bengals, you're thinking, I'm resting these guys. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. We're resting these guys because Joe Burrow is out. Not injury. He can go. I, I know he, he, he looked a little, little hurt. He's fine, he said. But Joe Burrow is out. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, not doing it. And I don't blame him. I'm okay with this. That means I'll watch the Bengals-Browns. I'll keep it on. I'll listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's going to be great. The Bengals are the AFC North champs. However, it doesn't matter. This game doesn't matter. Sure, it's the Browns. I get it. It doesn't matter. The Browns aren't going to be any much better than the Bengals as far as starters. I don't think the Browns are going to have a plethora of starters, will they? Are they going to do it? I don't think so. Because you look at what's happening there. Yeah, they've got players that are injured out. What's the value here other than we got to play the game? Okay, got to play the game. Fans are expecting it. And that's the thing you're juggling. On the one hand, if you're the Bengals, eh, we don't care. We're getting ready for the playoffs. This is a road game. We don't care. We're getting ready for the playoffs. Our fans want us to be in the best position possible to win in the playoffs. So our fans are going to understand. We're going to sit our quarterback. Probably some guys are going to be sitting out. Not going to put our starters in there. Getting ready for the playoffs. As a fan, you get that. I mean, this isn't like load management in the NBA where you show up and, hey, maybe you're taking your kid to the game. First time that you get to take your kid to a regular season game and your favorite player, maybe LeBron James, if he's your favorite player, he's sitting out because of load management. This is the NFL. You know that Burrow is not going to start. It's against Cleveland, a game that doesn't mean anything, and usually the battle for Ohio means something, but you're getting ready for the playoffs. That means a lot more here. Browns fans, are they? Okay, that's that's a crazy question to ask. It's, they're, they're, an, they're an insane bunch when it comes to the Browns. They'll be following along. They'll be watching, but have they checked out? Have the Browns fans checked out on this one? I got a Browns fan in the office. I'm going to ask him tomorrow. I don't think he's checked out. From the sense of, I'm not going to watch the game. Maybe he's checked out because the game doesn't mean anything other than, hey, you get to see the Battle of Ohio. I, I don't know. I'll keep watching it. I'm going to watch that game. I'm not going to watch another game. You know, my NFL watching is my game, the Bengals, and then I'll I'll come back for the Sunday night game. Unless the second game of the doubleheader is is really good and demands my my energy and my time, Bengals, I'm checking out for a while because I got things to do. And come back Sunday night football. That's my game plan. What's your game plan? Are you just waiting now? You're going to check into this game knowing that Burrow's not going to be playing. 
I don't know. Maybe Jamar Chase will. Because, again, 44 yards to break the rookie record. We can do that. If you're the Bengals, you're sitting there going, we can do that. Joe Mixon, if he's available, he's on the reserve COVID-19 list, three rushing yards. I don't know if you can get him two touchdowns. If he's in a position where you can do that, you know, maybe you do that just to, to get him that record, the touchdown record. One to tie, two to break. And then Jamara just needs 12 receptions. I'm sorry, 12 yards, 12 receiving yards to break the Bengals' record for team receiving record. Doable. Does Jamar want those records, or does Jamar want to be ready for the playoffs? Does the team go, you know what? We know you're great. You don't need to go out there and risk it for a rookie record. In our minds, you're you're a rookie steal. We're going to have you for years to come. We're going to possibly win a playoff game. We haven't done that since 1991. Some of you listening have not even seen the Bengals win a playoff game. Some of you remember way back when. I don't even think my sales manager is a Bengals fan. Uh, I only think he's ever consciously seen them win a playoff game. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, we've never seen the Bengals win a playoff game. I remember it well. It was once upon a time, way, 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 way back when. And 1991. Final segment coming up. What's Marshall going to do for an athletic director? Well, Brad D. Smith spoke to D1 Ticker. Talked about three traits he's looking for. We'll we'll touch on those briefly. Again, I'm not on the search committee. I know of people who are. I'm not on the search committee. Maybe it's a good thing I'm not on the search committee. I might have a different point of view on how uh, this should go down. But with that said... The president setting the, probably already has set the tone of how this is going to go down, what this should look like. And we'll outline that with you when we continue. We'll get your text in 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. And the White Claw phone line still remains an option for you at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. Final segment coming up, today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Text line is open 304-523-2275. The phone line as well brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Again, that's at Paul Swan on Twitter. I was going through my feed during the break, kind of seeing what's been going on, maybe if there's something I missed before I came back on the air, you know, see if there's any breaking news or just anything worth talking about. And I'm going to retweet this one. If you're following me on Twitter, you're going to see this right now. This is brilliant. This is from a Twitter account, group of five guys, at group of five guys. Okay, so first of all, I'm giving those guys a follow because this was funny. All right, so there you go. You guys have got to follow now. Um, this is what they tweeted, their air quotes here, breaking news. 
The NCAA has made it mandatory to make a statement to let Twitter know your future plans. We here at Group of Five Guys took the liberty to create an all-inclusive template for you to use. This is brilliant. Let me, let me read this to you. Are you ready? Here's, I'm just going to read it in template form. First and foremost, I want I got I got I got to read it right. I'm sorry. First and foremost, I want to thank God for getting me to this point. I want to thank coach blank and coach blank believing in me. Thank you to my teammates for being like brothers. To all of blank nation, I love y'all and I will forever be a blank. After talking with my family loved ones, I have decided to do what's best for me and my future. With that being said, I have decided to blank, enter the transfer portal or pursue playing professionally or return for my senior season. All love blank. So those are the options if you have got to this point where you go. With that being said, I have decided to, quote, enter the transfer portal or, quote, pursue playing professionally or, quote, return for my senior season. That's brilliant. (laughs) That is every single tweet that I have seen from every student athlete that has made the decision to either stay or to go. For those three reasons, I'm staying. I just want to announce that I'm staying. Or I want to announce that I'm leaving to go pursue a professional career. Or I'm out of here, see ya. Those are the three. That is brilliant. I love that. It's like there's no originality here in this opening statement. And, of course, it's always in – it's always a a screenshot someone takes. Now, some players get fancy here. They have a graphic with them in a jersey, in their jersey. They just have a graphic of them, a photo of them, you know, on the field – action shot or a picture of them. Usually it's a picture of their number. It's a photo of their backside with their number. And then that script, almost verbatim, that is, is there is there a note that goes along with the transfer portal? When you enter into the transfer portal, is there like a note? Is there a form letter you get to fill out? What's the deal here? Are there marketing agents here? I'm right, though. That's every note. That was brilliant. All right. um, Before we call it a day, uh, Brad D. Smith, new president, Marshall University, charismatic, knows how to build a company, responsible for lots of money being made, has a few ideas on management, Knows how to run things, right? Good guy, local guy. He's looking for an athletic director. Got to replace Mr. Hamrick, Mike Hamrick, who is now assigned to hopefully getting a lot of money raised for that baseball facility that Marshall desperately needs. I got to check in on him. I got to see how Mr. Hamrick's doing. You know, sometimes I, I thought that guy, early on in his career, I thought that guy, like, really didn't like me. And it just came to be that he just, like, giving me the business. And I miss that. 
I absolutely miss that. I'd go and see him in the Henderson Center. He'd just give me the business. And for the longest time, I'm sitting there going, that guy just doesn't like me. That just doesn't like me. No, he, he liked me. I found out later. No, he just like giving me the business. And he had fun doing it, and I miss it. So we're going to get a new athletic director. I don't know if giving Paul the business is going to be a part of the interview process. If Tony Kemper, who's on that committee, has his way, that might be a trait that the new athletic director will have. But Brad D. Smith speaking to D1 Ticker. And I'm putting this in a nutshell here. The traits he's looking for, innovative leader. He's looking for an innovative leader. It can't just be you know, someone who thinks in old ways. You've got to be innovative as a leader. You've got to be able to inspire others to do their best to get the results. He, he talks about results a lot. He, he likes results. Not this, hey, do your best. It's, hey, we need someone who leads to make sure that people are inspired to achieve so looking for an innovative leader. Also, need a athletic director with the ability to see results. So, again, you got to be able to lead new ways, thinking out of the box, think big, make sure your people are inspired, and got to have results academically, athletically. This isn't a, a job where you're just going to be – sitting in an office and it's pretty cush here you're going to schedule some football games no you know you got to be able to he wants results you have to be a results driven athletic director and he also wants someone with a strong network someone who is regarded well by his or her peers someone who has a strong network a a strong rolodex Basically, we need an athletic director that is well-known in his field or her field, respected, knows people, not just someone that comes in, not really, maybe has a couple of those traits there, but you don't know too many people, you're still pretty fresh here, you, you, you have some unique thinking here, but you know, will someone take your phone call? So that was kind of my breakdown of that and this search for an athletic director. So I'm going to file this away. I'm hoping once the names come out as far as athletic director, these are the candidates that will get access to the candidates. I'm hoping Jeff O'Malley is one of those candidates that will make it to the final round. Because I would love to ask Mr. O'Malley, you know, how he feels about these traits. You know, where does he see himself as an innovative leader? You know, he can probably put down, here is the results that you've gotten with me. You know, here are the people I know. I would love to see that. A texter writes on the template for all the players who announce they're leaving or staying. A texter writes, not to mention they have many grammatical errors. I would ask someone to proof my work. If I'm going to put something like that out on Twitter, now let's let's be honest here. We all have made Twitter mistakes. We have had many of times where we've had to delete a tweet 
because Twitter won't give us an edit button or we've messed up and it, it just didn't come out right and we've had to fix that. But if you're putting out a statement, seriously, if you're putting out a statement, you get someone to proofread that. Seriously. If you're going pro, you get your agent to proofread that. Seriously. Look at it. Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm announcing I'm going pro. You're my agent now. You proofread this. And, of course, if you're staying, maybe have someone, maybe have coach proof it. Like, coach, I'm staying. That's great. I'm going to put it out on Twitter. You look this over. If you're leaving, I don't know who you get to look that over if you're leaving. And if you're leaving and you haven't made that known yet, who can you trust to look that over? But, again, if we can just get a, a template that someone has gone through and we can just insert everything, we'll be all right. Another texter writes, they wanted Jeff O'Malley, but it doesn't seem like that will happen. I, I disagree. I think Jeff has got a strong case to be an athletic director at Marshall University. I think he's got a strong case. I'm not going to say that you don't look elsewhere and see what's available as far as candidates. That's not fair to Marshall University. But I think Mr. O'Malley definitely has earned the right to be a finalist for this position. And if he gets the job, I think Marshall will do well with him. If he doesn't get the job, I hope the next athletic director will come in and and do a fantastic job. I'm wishing for success, whomever the athletic director is going to be. That does it for this edition. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.